Traders Point Online, welcome. Hey, my name is Ryan. I'm one of the pastors around here. And if this is your first time interacting with us, we're so thankful that you're tuning in. If there's anything you're looking for, more information about us, we wanna point you to our website, tpcc.org. If you're looking for more information for kids, for students, or even how you can take your next step, it's all right there. And even if you've been following us for a while, we wanna encourage you to check it out because we've added a lot over the past few days. All of our church updates moving forward, as well as our COVID-19 response page, it's all right there. Once again, that's tpcc.org. Well, hey, I'm excited to set up our lead pastor, Aaron Brockett. As you know, this has been a wild week, so much uncertainty, so many things changing, but through all of it, he's had a message on his heart and today we get to hear it. So wherever you are, get comfortable and lean in as we dive into the message. Hey, Traders Point family. Today we are one church meeting literally in thousands of locations around the world. And so right now, I just want to welcome you wherever you may be tuning in from, in kitchens and living rooms around the world. In fact, I want to welcome everybody who may be joining us. Uh, You're maybe a part of a church that doesn't necessarily have video or live streaming capabilities. And so you're our guest today. And I just want to say that we're thrilled to have you and we're praying for you. We are for your church In fact, right now, our team is actively trying to figure out how we can come alongside of other churches in our city and around the state to help you because uh, we are one church right now during these times. Uh, Normally, uh, at the beginning of a message, I would say that it's good to see you, but uh, I can't see you. Uh, So I guess uh, it's good for you to see me, um, or at least I'd like to think so. Uh, But man, can I just tell you uh, what a week we've had. Who would have thought that just two weeks ago, we would be in the position that we're in right now, facing the kinds of challenges that we're facing right now? And I don't know about you, but I'm sick and tired of hearing the word COVID-19. I'm tired of expressions like social distancing and uh, shelter in place. I'm tired of of asking the question, how long is this going to go and and what is all this going to mean? I'm tired of hearing more bad news. If I were to be perfectly honest with you, um, I'm tired. But you know what? I'm also hopeful. And there's good reasons for us to be hopeful right now, which is why I want to bring you a message today that I've entitled, Hold On to Hope. Because during these uncertain times together, that's exactly what we have to do. You know, there was a guy in the Old Testament by the name of Job whose life got turned upside down in ways that he never saw coming. And almost overnight, Job lost his business, he lost his family, and he lost his health. And in a moment of real honesty and transparency, he vocalized two questions that I think every single one of us can relate to right now. He asked this question, where then... Is my hope, and can anyone find it? You know, hope is an incredibly powerful concept. Uh, Hope defined simply means this. It is a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. And I think that I can speak for all of us when I say that that certain thing that we want to happen right now 
is for all of this to be over. We want COVID-19 to go away. We, we want life to get back to, to normal, for us to be able to go back to work and school. We want to be able to gather with friends and family without fear or anxiety. But we want to see shelves full of that beautiful white toilet paper once again. You know, what we're walking through right now is scary. And we have more questions than we have answers. And it sort of feels like we're, we're pinned in the corner of a boxing ring, just getting pummeled day after day with more bad news. I had a friend text me last night and, and I just asked, I said, hey, how are you and your family doing? And he said this, and I think his words probably capture most of how many of us feel. He said, it feels like a really bad nightmare that we can't wake up from. And you know what? Because of that right now, I just want to acknowledge that this hurts. Our daily lives and routines have been disrupted. Maybe, maybe right now, you, you got laid off a few days ago. Maybe your business is at risk. Maybe you or someone that you're related to or somebody that you love is in the medical profession. And they're going to work day after day right there on the front lines of this thing. And, and you're worried if they have adequate protection. Maybe you've been trying to put on a brave face for family and friends. But, but underneath the surface, you're hurting. And I think that it's healthy to acknowledge that. I, I love this uh, prophet by the name of Habakkuk. I, I love his honesty. When he cries out to God in Habakkuk chapter 1 verse 2, he says this, he says, how long? Any, any of you asked that question this last week? How long are we going to be in this? How long is this going to go on? When can we get some good news? When will the clouds finally break and we see some rays of light? Habakkuk says, how long, O Lord, must I call for help, but you do not listen? Violence is everywhere, I cry, but you do not come to save. And I love how refreshing the Bible is. And if I'm being really transparent today, I had a few Habakkuk moments this past week myself where I just cried and cried out to God. I even asked him on more than one occasion, God, where are you in all of this? I begged him to intervene. And through tears, I asked him to give us strength. And then I sat in silence and that's when the Spirit of God began to minister to my heart and my mind. And he brought this passage to my mind out of Psalm chapter 42. David writes, My heart is breaking as I remember how it used to be. I walked among the crowds of worshipers, leading a great procession to the house of God, singing for joy and giving thanks amid the sound of a great celebration. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again. And you know what? What David writes then we can hold on to today is that we can put our hope in God and we will praise him again. I really needed those words this past week and I'm willing to bet that you do too. And then God began to, to just minister to my hurting heart a few truths that I want to pass on and encourage you with today, whoever you may be. Here, here's truth number one. I want you to know that this crisis will bring us together like never before. In fact, I think that we're already seeing it. Um, one of the things that this crisis reminds me of is 
9-11. I don't know how many of you were old enough to remember September 11th, but my wife Lindsay and I were living in California at the time, and we were visiting family in the Midwest, and we were actually supposed to fly back to California on that fateful Tuesday morning. And clearly, we, we turned on the news, we saw what was happening, and, and we were uh, grounded at my parents' house for, for several days. Finally, we decided to rent a car and drive across country back home to California. And can I tell you that it was pretty amazing the unity that we saw as we drove through all of those states across country back to California. It was a unity in our country that, like I had never seen before, I think until now. In fact, I think that the unity that we're going to see in our nation and around the world is going to eclipse what we experienced on 9-11. I want you to remember this truth out of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11. It says, so encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. And I want to encourage you with that. Let's, let's continue to encourage each other. Let's continue to build each other up just as I know you are already doing. Because what we are experiencing right now as a nation and, and even globally, like this is humbling. I think it reminds us how little we actually control. And because of that, the entire world right now is focused on coming up with solutions. And so I think that that can give us some glimmers of hope. Man, people are looking out for each other like never before. I saw on the news where a distillery stopped making bourbon so that they could start making hand sanitizer. People are ordering curbside service at restaurants and, and tipping $1,000 tips. Complete strangers are reaching out to help each other. I'm seeing all kinds of chatter across social media where people are trying to encourage and uplift one another. And I want you to know that we will get through this and we'll get through it together by leaning on one another. But you know what? Most importantly is that now is the time for the church. And when I say church, I not only mean our church, but I mean the big C church around the world. Now is the time for us to come together in unity and lead the way like never before in Jesus' name. And we're going to come together to meet the spiritual, emotional, and physical needs of people in our city, communities, and around the world. Because that's what the church is for. We are a city on a hill, Trader's Point. We are a bright, shining light in the darkest of days, pointing people to the hope that can only be found in Jesus. And so there's a couple of things that I, I want to share with you. First of all, I just want you to know how proud I am of you as a church and how much I love you and how much I love being your pastor like never before. Like just in my own quiet time, like I, I feel the heavy weight of the responsibility that, that I have and our team has as we are a church trying to give hope to our city. And yet I consider it an amazing privilege that God would just say, Aaron, I want you to lead during this time. And I want to lead by serving. And so I just want you to know that I'm so proud of you as a church, just already what I'm seeing. People reaching out to each other, trying to serve, uh, messaging us, emailing us, how can we help, how can we give, what can we do? And so I want you to know right now that if you are hurting and you don't need to be a part of our church for this and you don't need to live in Indiana for this, if you're around the world, you're watching this and you need prayer, we've set up a link for you. If you go to tpcc.org prayer. And there you'll find a page where you can fill out your information and you can let us know about your prayer requests. You can give as little or as much information as you'd like. And then if you would like somebody to personally contact you, we would love to do that and pray with you. 
I also want you to um, follow us on all social media channels so that you can stay as up to date as possible. And so on Traders Point, we've got Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And our team is working really, really hard to try to produce devotional content, prayer support, uh, content for your kids and students uh, through Traders Point live events. And, and we'll be uh, trying to produce that content throughout the week. Uh, myself, I, I'm the most active on Twitter and Instagram. And so if you'd like, you can follow me along there. I'm going to try to be producing uh, as much uh, content as I can because uh, I want to pastor our church and our city through these really difficult days. Many of you have asked how we can help. And right now, as you would imagine... It's sort of like a tsunami has come through and we've all been trying to figure out what the needs are. And so we know that food is going to be a need. We know that uh, we want to continue to stock food items at our locations so that when the food banks uh, begin to run low, we can keep those restored. Uh, right now, uh, we are using our downtown facility and there might be uh, some other of our facilities uh, to be determined. But right now, our downtown facility is going to be used. We're going to open that up in partnership with some other organizations to help ho- offer free child care for medical workers that are on the front lines of this pandemic in our own city. Uh, we're, we, we know we're going to need to help provide masks and other medical equipment so that our medical professionals can stay safe. Uh, we, we want to uh, help uh, families. Uh, we know there's going to be some short-term financial needs. And as a church, we, we, we want to be able to pivot and meet needs as they arise. And all of that is possible through your generosity. And you know what? That's the one thing I just don't worry about. I, I've never worried about that for us as a church because you guys are amazingly generous and you always have been. My uh, first year of ministry at Traders Point was 2008. And that was when we had the Uh, the Great Recession, and you guys stepped up in big ways back in 2008, and I have complete confidence you're going to continue to step up into this crisis that we're in right now. And so if you want to be a part of this, I just want to encourage you to to go to tpcc.org slash give, and you can uh, put all of your giving um, online so that as a church, we can be adequately resourced to meet these needs. Most importantly, as a church, We want to point people to the hope that can be found in Jesus, and we want to lead the way in that. Here's truth number two that I want to encourage you with. This crisis will eventually pass. We don't know when, but we know that it will. And when you look at the history of pandemics, uh, we know that they, they grow and then they decline like bell curves. They, they spike rapidly, which is what we're in now, but inevitably they, they peak and they decline. Now, everything that we know, that there'll probably be some additional bumps along the way that won't be as severe, but, but we will eventually emerge through this. And as we navigate it, we need to hold on to the promises of God's word. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10, it says that in his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, a little while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you. And he will place you on a firm foundation. 2 Corinthians 1.10 says, he did rescue us from mortal danger and he will rescue us again. We have placed our confidence in him. And he will continue to rescue us. I don't know all the answers. But here's what I know. I know that God is not absent. I know that God is not silent. I know that God is still ruling on his throne. 
If any of you were in our worship night a couple of weeks ago, it was so amazing as our Northwest campus was just packed and people were crying out to God. And we even said that night that God rules with his feet up. This did not take him off guard. God knows exactly what he's doing. And I guarantee you, he is going to redeem this for our good. God, you just watch. God is going to do miracles through this. God is going to change people's lives. Hearts are going to soften. Eyes are going to be opened. And that brings me to the next thing that I want you to, to know is that this crisis is reminding us of our need for God. Because oftentimes we forget. You know, in Psalm 42, it says, As the deer longs for streams of water, so my soul longs for you, O oh God. And I don't like to admit it. In fact, I'm ashamed to admit it. But that's not always true of me. Like when, when life is going really good for me, and I've got my health, and I've got a little extra money in the bank, I don't always long for God like I should. And it's trials and difficulties that have a tendency to strip away the faulty things that I'd previously been putting way too much trust in. And it exposes the weaknesses in my life. It, it awakens me from my spiritual slumber. And so in that way, challenges and trials like this can be a gift. In Ecclesiastes chapter 7, Solomon in his wisdom writes these peculiar words. He says, better to spend your time at funerals than at parties. And man, you read that and you got to go, man, Solomon, what in the world are you talking about? That sounds so insensitive. Why would you say that it is better to be at a funeral than a party? And the reason why Solomon said that is because God can teach us more and God can show us what is truly important at a funeral than he can at a party. Because funerals are sobering. Funerals call us to take inventory of our spiritual life and our relationships, and, and it, it motivates us to make some necessary adjustments. But I want you to remember this, that as you and I walk through and as we emerge through this valley, let's not forget our need for God. And I also want you to know you're not alone. You might be feeling isolated in your house right now, but you are not alone. Psalm chapter 23 says this, the, the Lord is my shepherd and I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows and he leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. And I can't wait for this to be over. I can't wait for us to emerge out of this valley and for life to go back to a more normal routine. But when it does, please don't forget. When it does, please don't forget the way that you feel right now. Please don't forget the fear that maybe you've experienced, that, that thirst and that longing for God. Let's carry it with us when this, this begins to calm down just a bit. And let's also open ourselves up and allow God to do a work within our hearts. Man, draw more closely to your heavenly father through this time. He is your shepherd who will guide you and lead you and comfort you. Lastly, I want to share this with you. This crisis, I'm convinced, will lead more people to Jesus 
around the world like never before. And honestly, that's what I'm praying. I'm praying for a revival to spark in our land and around the globe. I'm praying for people to have their eyes awakened to the spiritual realities around us and for their hearts to be opened and that they would give their lives to Jesus. Maybe even you right now. See, I'm, I'm wondering... If right now you, you are beginning to realize that you needed God all along, but, but because this has happened and we find ourselves in these circumstances, now you, you finally have eyes to see it. That, that you recognize that the power of Christ is greater in you than the troubles that are around you. So I gave that uh, definition of hope a little bit earlier, but here's another definition. Hope is a feeling of, of trust. That's really what it is. It's trust. Trust has another name. It's called faith. And we put our faith in Jesus, which is the only reliable source of our trust. And right now, every single one of us finds ourselves in circumstances that we cannot control. That's the scary part about it. Now, while we can play our part, we cannot control the spread of the virus. There is nothing you can do other than just playing your role. We, we, we can't control the economy. We, we can't control the events of the day. And so all that leaves us with is trust. And I want to encourage you today to put your trust in the God who controls it all by placing your faith in Jesus Christ right now, right where you are. In Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, it says, But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength and they will soar high on on wings like eagles they will run and not grow weary they will walk and not faint and perhaps you've never put your trust in Jesus before or maybe you've allowed your spiritual walk with God to plateau a bit and you need to recommit your life to Jesus maybe you've never really felt your need to put your trust in a God that you can't see and now you're at the mercy of a virus you can't see and it's time for you to acknowledge the God who's been there all along waiting for you to come home waiting for you to see he created you he loves you and he wants what's best for you and so right now where you are, if you're ready to give your life to Jesus, I would love to introduce you and lead you to him. And so if you're comfortable, just bow your head, close your eyes right where you are. And I wanna lead you in this prayer. If you're ready, just make this prayer your own. Father God, I come to you right now in desperate need of you like never before. I'm scared, I'm frightened. This whole thing is, is just totally taken me by surprise and I don't know what to do next. And God, I'm sorry for not acknowledging you sooner. I'm, I'm sorry for not seeing my need for your mercy and love until now. That's why I'm even more thankful for your grace. I believe that you are in control in this world right now that is so out of control. I believe that you are good and that you love me. I believe that you will lead us out of this mess that we're in because you're a compassionate shepherd. And I'm going to hold on to hope because you are a loving father. So today, I give my life to you. I acknowledge my sin and my pride, and I turn from it. I put my trust in Jesus, who lived for me, who died for me, and defeated death for me, so that I can have life. And I want to live for you by the strength of your spirit from this day forward. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Man, if you made that decision and you prayed that prayer right now, I just wanna celebrate you. Way to go. We're so happy. Our whole church family is celebrating with you. You may not be able to hear them, but, but they are. And if you made that decision to give your life to Jesus or recommit your life to Jesus, we'd love to hear from you. Just comment on social media, send us a DM, send us an email because we would love to follow up with you and celebrate that with you and, and hopefully schedule a time in the near future for your baptism. You know, listen, I, I don't know what the coming week holds for us, but I do know for certain who holds the week. And so I want to encourage you to keep looking to Jesus, to keep crying out to God, keep reaching out to help others. And I love you. I love being your pastor. We are going to walk through this together and see what God might do. Every single weekend, we will gather together as we start a brand new series of messages next week. I can't wait to jump in. Let me pray for you. Father, we come to you now. I thank you for this time. Thank you for technology where we can gather together even when we physically cannot be together. God, I ask that you would intervene. I ask that you would bring us comfort and peace and help and relief. God, I pray that you would curb the spike of this virus and that it would begin to flatten out and decline. I pray that that you would help the doctors and uh, everybody that's on the front lines of this thing, keep them safe, keep them healthy. God, I pray that we could accelerate vaccines and do what we can as, as, as human beings and as a society to come together. God, I also pray that thousands, if not millions, of people's lives would be open to receiving you, that they would recognize their need for you like never before. And I pray that you would redeem this and do something amazing through it. And as a church, we're gonna lean into this. We are not, we are not closed, we are open. We are not stepping back, we are ramping up because we wanna be on the front lines of bringing hope to as many people as possible. We thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, we want to be able to give you an opportunity to respond right where you are. One, before you move on, before you move on to the next thing, just take a moment and reflect and just ask, God, is there anything that you're trying to say during this time? Is there anything that I need to do or say? This is also a great moment to take communion if you have it, just connect with God and also connect with other people. Hopefully through this message, it's been clear that you do not have to go through this alone. We are here for you. If you're looking for someone to talk with or pray with, in this moment, go to tpcc.org prayer, fill out a quick form, and then this week we will reach out and follow up with you. Two, like Aaron said, our church has already stepped up in multiple ways. Like this is what we are built for, to meet the physical and spiritual needs of our city as they arise. And we wanna be adequately resourced to meet those needs as soon as they pop up. Your generosity allows us to do that. So to start giving today, you can go to tpcc.org give, or you can just go straight to our app. But hey, let's continue to be the fearless church that our city needs in this season. If you're not already, make sure you begin to follow us on all of our social media platforms for updates throughout the week. And then we'll see you back here next Sunday for the beginning of a new teaching series.